this is episode two, and I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. Now, I have to tell you something funny that happened. So, on my computer, I have episode three, four, five, and six already done. And I did them on my mic, and they were all ready to go. And for whatever reason, I let I had left my software, my recording program open, and somehow it did not save episode two. So I don't even remember what episode two was about, but apparently it wasn't that important. Or I had to learn the lesson, make sure that you save the recordings that you do. <laughs> so I'm, I'm honestly not sure which, which one of those it was, but I was thinking about last night, and also I'm on a different mic than I normally am, so I have no idea how it's going to sound when, when, I, when I finish actually publishing it. But I just wanted to give you that heads up and just bear with me for this episode. And the next episodes are all back with the, the nice mic and, and everything else. And who knows? You guys might not even tell a difference. I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty new to a lot of this stuff. But as I thought about episode two, I thought about what I wanted and what I needed to talk about. And I shared with you in the last episode of how meeting my mentor really changed my life. And help me just be okay. Like it did. It didn't change my life, you know. Like as far as you know, making millions and millions of dollars yet. But it did make me realize that I could be happy with wherever I was at. And I don't know about you. Yeah, I'll take the million dollars. But until I get there, I just want to be happy. Happiness is something that eludes so many of us. Why? I was listening to something yesterday in Malcolm Gladwell's book, David and Goliath, and he said something to the extent of... He talked about how in countries that people are supposed to be the happiest, there's actually the most um, suicides and things of that nature. Now, I thought that was really interesting. Like, where people feel that they have to be happy, it doesn't allow them any diff- any way to not be happy. When I speak about happiness, I think there's different levels. There's different levels in the fact of, yeah, it would be super awesome if everybody was just super genuinely happy all the time. That's not how it works. I was planning on going a different direction for this podcast today, but I kind of like this thread, so we're just going to go with it. I got a message from someone yesterday. And this was and this was an honest, real message that basically said, let me just pull it up real quick. Okay, it took me a moment to pull it up, but This individual said, I have a question for you. Have you noticed that you have a super positive guru character to yourself? It's a very good thing, but I wanted to know, have you ever broken character and acted with a different volume? Yes. 
being happy is not about like not fighting for what you want, not having bad days, not I mean in, insert whatever else here. That is not what being happy is about. Being happy is about understanding that yes, bad things are at times going to happen, but doing the best you can to make the most of it. Now, I'm not going to make the most of it, but well, it kind of fades into something that I was going to talk about today, which now it seems like the right time. What changed my life in the past few years has not been anything physical. I am not even close to where I want to be financially. I'm still, and I'm also still single. I don't have a lot of those things in my life that one would say that you have to have in order to be happy. But I am happy. At times, I'm so happy that my dad even said, like, Joseph, sometimes I wish, I wish that you weren't so happy without being married. And I think that's really a common thing for a lot of people to think. Like, no, if you're too happy when you're single, then you're never going to get married. You're never going to go do the things that you're meant to do in the world. That's bull. truly is. So, there was a man named Sid Banks. And back in about 1970, he was a Scottish welder, but at the time, I believe he was living in Canada. And he was at some retreat. And he was, and he was on they just went on a hike talking with one of the other people there. And he told the other person that he was insecure. And the man responded, Sid, you're not insecure. You only think that you're insecure. And in that moment, Sid Banks had this incredible epiphany. Or just for a brief moment, he understood how things worked. Now, the interesting thing about that, and even connecting that back to this question that this individual asked me, I'm just going to call him John, (laughs) because that way I can say John instead of individual. And that's not his name. But after after Sid Banks had this amazing experience, what did he do? He went back to work. He went back to the, the factory that he was welding at. But wait, he was he was this enlightened guru. He was this incredible guy. Why would he do that? There's there's this other phrase that says, before enlightenment, chop wood. After enlightenment, chop wood. What if enlightenment isn't this great, wonderful thing 
that people think they have to arrive at? What if it's just more of a state of being where you're pretty happy and you understand how the world works? I don't know about you. I, I think that's a lot, that sounds a lot better and a lot funner. I'd rather play in that land. We make so we make so much stuff up. It's like I'm I'm here with my nieces and nephews, which is why I don't have my really nice mic that's back at my house in Arizona. And sometimes they'll get frustrated. I'm I am that uncle that will generally not let up in anything I do against them. I'm that guy. So if you want to send me hate mail for it, that's cool. But I just. I've never liked that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like my, you know, super, super young nephews, I'm not like schooling them. But the ones that are a little bit older, yeah. And my, and my nephew was kind of giving me a hard time. And I'm like, Jensen, it's kind of like in Peter Pan. Where the, the Lost Boys, they're talking and they, or sorry, the... Yeah, the Lost Boys are talking to Michael John, and and they've been captured, and they're like, "Oh, cool!" I mean, they, you know, they're just they're 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 fun. They're like, "Oh, it's fun." You know, sometimes we win, sometimes they win. When we win, they turn us loose, or we turn them loose. And when we when they win, they turn us loose. What if that was our lives? What if what if everything so wasn't so life and death? What if we were just like, oh yeah. We're the ones that make our things life and death. And it's only our thinking. Now, I'm going to share with you a couple principles here. And some of this comes from my mentor's website, michaelneal.org, uh, which I highly recommend checking out. He's incredible, incredible. And he's, further along in his journey than I am. So there's, you can learn a lot of great wisdom there and you can still come back to the, you know, my, my podcast do, but. So he talks about these three principles, principle of mind, consciousness, and thought. Now I'm just going to read these directly from it. It says the principle of mind, there is an energy and intelligence behind life. This is ever present but is not in control. It has no inherent morality or apparent point of view. It simply ensures that but for the interference of external circumstance, acorns become oak trees, cuts heal, and life begets life. <clears throat> now putting that a little bit more into my words, there's this really cool scripture that I love that basically says, all blessings are predicated on certain laws. Like, so all we have to do if we want a certain blessing is obey the law. Obey that law that governs that blessing. So for example, if you desire to grow a business, then there's a good chance that you should show up each day and do the things that occur to you to grow that business. If you never show up in your business, then you're never going to succeed. Because the blessing, the law that governs that blessing of a successful business is showing up. <laughs> it's showing up to the things you got to do to grow your business. 
And I really do. I, I love that. I, I love that. I just took a second to pull that up, and I'm actually going to read you this, this scripture that I, you'll probably hear me refer to often. So it's in a book called The Doctrine and Covenants, section 130, verses 20 through 21. And real quick, if, you're, if this is your first time listening, you're probably going to hear stuff from me of, of you know, many different places, whether you know, I've, I've quoted some, uh, you know, some, I guess, Eastern philosophy, the, the Enlightenment afterwards, cut wood still, thingamajig. And so you're going to hear stuff from all, all around and, you know, just, just to allow whatever it is to, to land with you. And that's fine. So it says, there is a law irrevocably decreed in heaven before the foundations of this world upon which all blessings are predicated. And when we obtain any blessings from blessing from God, it is by obedience to that law upon which it is predicated. You know, that, that's kind of how I see what Michael Neal is really talking about. And what, what these, and these three principles were actually created, like I said, by Sid Banks. But yeah, like, the law is, acorns have to become oak trees. That's the deal. It doesn't work any other way. The second principle is the principle of consciousness. And back to Michael Neal's website, he says, The capacity to be aware and experience life is innate in human beings. It is a universal phenomenon. Our level of awareness in any given moment determines the quality of our experience. And we can be aware at so many different levels. You know, thinking about listening. So as a coach, that's really what I do. I listen to people. And as I listen to them and as they talk, they, they learn really, really cool stuff. They have these really cool insights that change their lives. That's how simple it is. But the deeper I'm able to listen and the deeper I'm able to be present in that consciousness, the more their lives change and the more my life changes. Now, the third principle is the principle of thought. Once again, from his website, it says, we create our individual experience of reality via the vehicle of thought. Thought is the missing link between the formless world of pure potentiality and the created world of form. Now, all of us have thinking. We have tons and tons of thinking that happens in our heads. Until we make thought into anything, it's just thought. I love the example in Ghostbusters, where one of the Ghostbusters is sitting up on the top, and they have this thought. And all of a sudden, this giant, giant, giant marshmallow man comes out of nowhere, and he's like, and they're like, what did you think about? And he's like, uh-oh. Sometimes that's how thought works. And other times it's just thought. When you understand that your experience of the world is based upon the thinking you're having at that present time, it's powerful. 
there's this other really great quote that I'd, I'd love to read for you, but I don't have the book here. And, but it basically says like, and when you get kind of trapped in the sadness of your me- the memories of your life, don't dig into it. It will pass. It's kind of like a river going through your body at all times. At times, the water's going to be choppy. At times, there's going to be rapids. And at times, it's going to be completely smooth. Now, why is this important? Because, as another scripture says, by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. It is the smallest, tiniest things that have the potential to change your life. Whether you know it or not. So, I am very religious, as anyone on this podcast knows me, and anyone that follows my stuff on any social media. But these principles have given me an entire new understanding of religion. There's a quote that Michael Neal says. He says, the voice of God does not think that you suck. I love that. I think so often we get caught up in our own thinking. We get caught up in our own thinking and we turn it into that giant marshmallow man. Before then, it was nothing. You know, I've I've had moments where I drive into a new state when I travel and stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm having this thought. It's like, oh man, I think I'm supposed to move here. And I sit here laughing because our thought just gets carried away sometimes. Now, I want you to know that you don't have to control your thoughts. I know that might seem different than something you've heard before. But you can't control your thoughts. You can strongly influence your thoughts. I'll give you that. Chances are, if you look at an attractive person, you're probably going to have certain thoughts. You might think about kissing that person, like you might think about like, you know, those those type of things. It wasn't that you sat down and looked at that person, you're like, you know what, I really want to have that thought that I want to kiss that person. Silly, right? But we make so much stuff up. What if you didn't have to control your thoughts? There's an often quoted phrase that says, whatever we resist, persist. And if you don't believe me, go outside and take out your hose, turn it on, and put your thumb on top. And, and try to get it all the way down so that the water, has, the, the water doesn't come out at all. Not even a, like a tiny stream. It doesn't work that way. 
That was actually a trick we used when I was younger. You kind of put the thumb on the thumb on the hose and it kind of gets a, a, a harder spray. If you just allow your thoughts to go through you, you're going to be fine. No, I, I liken it kind of... Um, I'm doing some cool stuff with... We created a organization to end suicide across the world by helping people understand that they don't control their thoughts and that everybody has suicidal thoughts. Even just like flashing lightning strikes. You can call it a flashing suicidal thought. But if you're not in a bad place, if you're actually in a good place and you have a, a, a simple thought come to your come to your head, like, oh, you should... I mean, especially when people are on high buildings or on, like, like, they're looking down on something, sometimes that thought pops through people's head. And if they're in a rough place, they might think it comes from thought or something. But it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't come from that at all. It comes from, like, any time you ever have a thought about, you know, taking your life or doing something stupid, it, it comes from the adversary. The same way I believe in a higher power, I believe in a lower power. And that lower power seeks to destroy you. You're going to hear on, on these, rec these podcasts, you're going to hear many times the words, the inner voice, and crazy leprechaun voice or thoughts. Your inner voice is basically like that, that still, quiet, small voice that when you listen to, you get kind of that warm feeling, almost like you're getting into a, a warm blanket. It's kind of like that. It leaves you feeling peaceful. It leaves you feeling happy. Now there's another voice that I call like the, the crazy leprechaun thoughts. It leaves you frustrated, upset, overthinking. When, when you just let your thinking settle, you will do much better. Once again, the voice of God does not think you suck. So how might this play in a real scenario? And, and keep in mind, going back to our friend John's comment, I am not perfect at any of this. I mean, actually, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, really? Like, you don't know me very well. I, I have plenty of struggles. But if you can... I believe that these crazy leprechaun thoughts are come from that low, lower voice or the adversary, and he seeks our destruction. So how can you tell the difference? The crazy leprechaun thoughts are simply frustrate you. They'll make you feel anxious. Um, they'll make you feel just overwhelmed, overburdened. That's not how the inner voice works. I compare the inner voice to Chronicles of Narnia 
Aslan, that deep Liam Neeson voice, doesn't say much, but gets its point across very well. And that crazy leprechaun voice, that's actually an analogy that I got from a Simpsons episode. If you look up leprechaun and Ralph Simpsons, you'll, you'll see where it comes from. But, but on the episode, it's like, I see a leprechaun. He tells me to burn things. Well, everybody hears silly voices like that in their head. Maybe not audibly, generally, but we just have those little flashing thoughts pop up in our head. If you just let them go, they will get bored. And I, and I really do. Like, if, if I sat, if you were standing next to me and you said, Joseph, you're fat. Joseph, you're ugly. Joseph, you're single. And I just sat back and said, oh. Oh, okay. There's that thought that I'm fat. Okay, what was I working on? Okay, there's that thought that I'm ugly. Okay, what was I working on? Okay, there's that thought that I'm single. Okay, what was I working on? Eventually, you're going to get really bored. And you're going to go away. That's how I think it works with that lower voice. Because I, I know this might be stretching it for some of you, but I, I truly believe, and, and you can have other beliefs if you want, but I truly believe that there is an adversary, his, his name's Satan, and according to revelations in the Bible, when he was cast to earth, he brought with him a third of, of the host of heavens that are his little minions. And sometimes the strongest and greatest people in the world have the most little minions. But hey, they, they get bored too. If, I, if, if they come up and sit next to you and say, we'll go with the name Lacey for some reason. <laughs> Lacey, you're fat. Lacey, you're ugly. Lacey, you're single. Now, if your name's actually Lacey, I don't even know you, and I'm not talking specifically to you. But all you have to do is say, oh, okay, well, there's that thought that I'm fat. There's that thought that I'm ugly. There's that thought that I'm single. What was I working on? It only works if you care. You, each of you come into this world with such a bright light. Such a bright light. And if you tell a little kid ex explicit words, they're going to laugh. They might even repeat them, but they're going to laugh. And they don't know any different. But it's the same way, like, when I, went, when, I, when I went to England about, I guess it's been three years now, but when I was over in England, there's certain words that if I would have said, like, to, that mean nothing to me, like, like the word bloody, 
for us means, oh yeah, you're you're bleeding. Your your arms are a little bloody. But in England, that's a pretty bad word. So hopefully, don't offend anyone over there. Like everything is so different, and it's the same for our thinking. Until anybody tells us that you're supposed to do anything different, we don't. I like the analogy of a little kid hiding behind a trash can. Now, if you look over at them and be like, oh, I see you, you're right there, in kind of a sing-songy voice, they might laugh and look at you funny, and you'll have expended some energy. No, if you look over and get, see, I see you, you're right there, get out. You're also going to expend some energy. But if you simply look over to that little kid and just say, oh, I see you, you're right there. No energy is hardly expended. And you can get right back and doing what you're doing. And that's what I was meaning when, when that little, those minion voices come in your head and say, oh, you're fat, you're ugly. And another note on that, which, just a quick note, there's, everybody's version of fat is so different. I mean, I've known girls that are like sticks and bones that are like, and then they're like, oh, you're too skinny. And then a girl's like a few pounds over that, and you're like, oh, you're fat. There's like this line that people think you gotta hit. The sooner, the sooner you stop worrying about that line, the happier you'll be. Your life is about your adventure. That philosophy I adopted, that I don't know if I've mentioned yet, but it's by a man named Brigham Young that says, I care about two people's opinions in the world. What I think of me and what God thinks of me. That's it. Now, now it doesn't always work like that. There, there are times, many times, I get frustrated or upset. It just doesn't last as long. As it used to. Because it doesn't seem to be that much of a big deal anymore. I'm telling you right now. As you begin to understand. These three principles. And your thinking. You will. Be amazed at what will happen in your life. I'm actually going to read you some words from Sid Banks here. So he says, mind, or the, uni the universal mind, or the impersonal mind is constant and unchangeable. The personal mind is in a perpetual state of change. All humans have the inner ability to synchronize their personal mind with their impersonal mind. To bring harmony into their lives. Consciousness is the gift of awareness. Consciousness allows the recognition of form. Form being the expression of thought. Mental health lies within the consciousness of all human beings. But it is shrouded and held prisoner by our own erroneous thought. This is why we must look past our contaminated thoughts. Find the purity and wisdom that lies inside our own consciousness. 
thought is the creative agent we use to direct us through life. Thought is the master key that opens the world of reality to all living creatures. Thought is not reality, yet it is through thought that our realities are created. It is you are living in a thought-created reality. Now, it's interesting. Some people, for many years of my life, I had the thought that if I was married, I couldn't be happy. Or, sorry, that if I, if I wasn't married, that I couldn't be happy. But that was just a thought-created reality. Much of it helped by, you know, culture and people around you. But now I've learned a different thought-created reality. I'm going to have as much fun in my single time and be as happy as I possibly can. I don't have to be married to be happy. And whoever keeps, whoever is peddling that lie is full of it. Yes, there will be so many wonderful experiences that you have when you are married. But you can have a lot of wonderful experiences now. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what you're dealing with. But regardless, whatever thought created reality you're living in, you can make it better. If you don't have children and desire to spend time with children, there's a lot of ways to do that. Sit down. Ask that inner voice. Okay, cool. What do I got to do? Enjoy now. Because now is all that you have. Don't worry about tomorrow. It will take care of itself if you continue to show up each day. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. And in one of the books that I, I, I read a quote from was from Sid Banks' book, The Missing Link, with those descriptions there at the end. I highly recommend, well, the first book I read of his was called The Enlightened Gardener. And I know some of this stuff sounds very simple. But give it a try. Test it for yourself and see if it works. See if it helps you out. If it does, great. And if it doesn't, great. I want to thank you guys for listening today. Understand. We are all living in a thought-created reality, a river that ebbs and flows. At times you're going to be happy, at times you're going to be sad. But the same way that, like Michael talks about on his website, the same way that when we get cut, we don't freak out. Because we know it will heal. Let it heal. And let it happen. I want to 
Thank you guys for tuning in today to this episode number two of Happy and Single. If this has benefited you, or if you thought of people that this would benefit, share it with them. I don't even know how, how you've come across it, but feel free to share it with them. And if what I've said is really connected with you, and you're at a place in life that you really want to sit down and just have a chat over Zoom, reach out to me on Instagram and we can set something up. Once again, on Instagram, I'm known as the It's Possible Guy. And yeah, go out and live your adventure. Thanks, guys.